everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Hello, hello, hello. I decided not to do a foreign word this week, because why not? Yeah, I mean, you gotta get new bits when old ones are outstaying their welcome. Well, I don't know about outstaying their welcome, Liam. <laughs> They're pretty good. Uh, I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other co-host. This is the podcast where we uh, recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, I just watch it, I, I haven't seen it, but it's it's a wild ride. Today we watched uh, episode 21, that is, I forgot to write this down, I'm going to say the 11th episode of Battle Tendency? Sure, I'm willing to believe that. And it covers chapters 94 through 97 of the manga. Now every single week I say that sounds like a lot, but this one doesn't sound like a lot. Okay. This sounds about normal for once. Right, cool. I'm glad we got there. <laughs> it only took... <laughs> 20 episodes until it finally got through my head. Yeah. So, um, before we get started, any sort of preliminary thoughts about the episode? What the hell was going on in this episode, Liam? <laughs> I think this is another sort of a bit like the one where ACDC possesses um, Susie Q. It's another sort of kind of transitional episode where we're getting from the end of one bit of the story to another, uh, to the start of another, mm. but the things it sets up in its latter half are just so bonkers that it's, it's a good time. <laughs> I just, okay, so like, it starts off kind of like, oh yeah, you know, you got some exposition and all that, that's fine. And then, out of nowhere, well, should I spoil it yet? Am I allowed to spoil it yet? Sure. Friggin' vampire horses, Liam. Vampire horses. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh my god, ridiculous. We start with a brief history lesson about the hotel. Uh, apparently it was set up a hundred years ago? Uh, the 14th century. So a hundred years <laughs> <Yes>. ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was converted into a hotel in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. but then ten years ago it closed because the owner died. Ooh. I guess he didn't have any family he could leave it to or anything. <laughs> yeah, no one that he could stay with. How ironic. Huh. He could check out any time he liked, but he could never leave. <laughs> Looks like he checked out a little too early. <laughs> so now Cars is using it as his, his shelter from the sun. But Jojo and Lisa Lisa don't know anything about its layout. Gasp, what will they do? Go up the spiral staircase. Yes, we get shots of them, like, in the darkened halls with a sick-ass spiral staircase. You get very excited about spiral staircases. It's, like, one of the coolest architectural things that serves no real practical function other than, I guess, compressing a staircase into a smaller spot than it would otherwise that take. That seems like a very practical function. True. But it's, just, it's so sort of, um... It's a mark of such sort of indulgence, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you could just have a normal staircase <laughs> on, like, the side of the room. But no, no, it needs to be a spiral. The OP happens. Yeah, we've been there. We've all seen it. Well, maybe you haven't. Uh, as we were discussing when we were watching it today, I think, other than one shot of a pillar man, uh, you have managed to identify basically everything that occurs in it now. Yeah, you were saying something about something else, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, there is a, um, I guess I'll come back to this when we start part three. There's a very subtle reference to, um, a stand at one point in this. Mm, I'm giving him the inquisitive eye. Yeah, the sort of cold slits. Mm. Did he's also smiling, so it's, it's kind of like warm slits. <laughs> Somewhat lukewarm at this point. Yeah, I think I got basically up to the very end and went, Hey, I know what that is. Hey, I know what that is. And then you went, and a shooting star. That symbolises a lot of things. I went, oh god. What? What? No. No, there's too, there's too much stuff already happening. It's Thank like you. that bit in Cowboy Bebop where um, those anime kids are watching the night sky and it's like, look, a shooting star. That symbolises a fallen warrior. Oh my god, really? A fallen warrior? I mean, that's what they said in Cowboy Bebop. Could mean anything here. It could mean anything. So bizarre. So bizarre this show is. 
I would say that is not its primary interpretation in this case, but uh, we'll get to that in due course. Is it is it more literal, perchance? Lisa, Lisa, uh, <laughs> Jojo is complaining about all the cobwebs and dust in the hotel. Literally, hey, what's up with all these spooky cobwebs? Yeah, would it kill you to sweep up a bit? Okay, I get it. Scary monsters don't do much house cleaning, but that does leave evidence. See this blood trail? Seems as though Wamu took a good ham on thrashing. <laughs> Please tell me that in the dub he really accentuates thrashing. I don't think he does, but I just wanted to put my own little stink on it. Ah, alright. So then Lisa Lisa does this cool manoeuvre. I don't know how she does it. She sort of chops her hand through the air and then all the cobwebs in the room are, are cut and fall. Ooh, I have a fan theory about how she does it. Okay. Uh, it involves Hamon. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. You see what I'm getting No, at? that's just something she can do. Yeah, apparently just out of nowhere, just immediate slash everything. Completely unrelated to the ripple. It's just like, oh, I have this special ability. <laughs> it's just shink. Prehensile hair, perhaps? Ooh, maybe. Who knows? It's like spaghetti, but hair. Ooh. This bit's funny. <laughs> Joseph's like, oh, well, let's go. The cobwebs are all gone. And then he grabs the doorknob, which is a fist. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> Just, I love that the only shot we got of it beforehand was so far away you couldn't see the doorknob. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, yeah, it's just a door. What the fuck? He grabs him, he reels back and he's like, ugh. Felt like I was grabbing the hand of something cold and dead. Hey, hey, I'm not a door. They'll look around like, what's going on? Who's talking? Uh, you don't have to look around. I told you I'm not a door. Wyatt Beck emerges from the door. I love this guy. We'll get to him, we'll get to him in a moment. But um, first, let's talk about his description, his uh, physical appearance, I guess. Uh, he's wearing something of a camp prison outfit. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like a sort of a... Uh, what do you call those tops that uh, sort of have the shoulders cut off and start around like the upper pectoral? Uh, I call them shirts that have the shoulders cut off and they have like the little sleeve that goes down your... Not... Bicep? Yeah, your bicep. Just a bit, but I don't know what they're actually Yeah, called. he's wearing one of those uh, with sort of, as you said, sort of prisoner stripes on it. Yeah. And also suspenders that he keeps snapping. <laughs> Just... And he also has a leather jock strap for some reason. Because he wanted to be Superman but couldn't pull it off, apparently. <laughs> At first it looks like he's just sort of emerging from the door, like magic style. Mm. But then his fist busts, his fist, which was the door now, busts through it. And we see that he's just leaving this sort of shattered door in his way. So good. So good. So, I, like, was that a, was he just standing on the other side of the door? Was that an especially thick door that he was inside? What's I mean, going on here? We could see him through the door before he busted through it. So maybe the door's thickness is so, like, small that it's porous to light, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. So you were really excited when you learnt this guy's name. Oh my god, Beck. I know this reference. <laughs> so this is Jeff Beck, not Beck. The the musician of modern fame. Slash Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. Makes some cool tunes. He did the uh, Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I like that soundtrack. Yeah, it's a damn good soundtrack. Mm. I'll be your garbage truck. Plum tree. Yeah. Yeah, so Jeff Beck is amazing. <laughs> He's a... I don't, I don't want to call him prog guitarist, but he's a very weird guitarist. My research led me to believe he was sort of one of the early sort of electric guitar yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. So he, he sort of like, he was very weird in that he sort of did this hybrid of rock and jazz, sort of. Any album that you take from Beck at one time period could be entirely different from another <laughs> one. But at the same time, it'll have that same Jeff Beck weird sort of chromaticness to it. Okay. Because he's very like, he's very cool about what he does. Very difficult to get into, but very cool. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, his third solo album was called Wired, and it's ah, Wired Beck. Wired Beck. Uh, Rolling Stone described the album as full of fire and imagination. Yep, yep, I would, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the sound engineer who recorded it later criticised it as sounding like it was recorded direct to cassette and didn't think it was one of his finer moments. Ooh. ooh. Harsh self-criticism. Ooh, direct to cassette. Ooh, painful. How would you live with that as a critically acclaimed guitarist? <laughs> well, he was criticising his own recording, not the oh. music. Oh, well, uh, yeah, all right, never mind. <laughs> it's funny, though, because, like, Jeff Beck, when you see him in real life, I think Jeff Beck is the one that just has, like, weird curly hair. So, occasionally... Oh, Slash. Yeah, Slash. So, occasionally, he will, like, be playing guitar, and then his hair will just flop over his face, and then he just keeps playing anyway, and you're like, can, can you see what you're doing? And then, every now and then, he'll just hit, like, an off note, <laughs> and you're like, wait, were you meant... Is that hmm, on purpose? Yeah. This, I don't know if you can actually see, and you just... Hmm. I see through the music. Yeah, man. You got three elbows, just so you can be like, ooh. All right. You know that bit in Adventure Time where he has three elbows? I don't remember, but okay. Well, Jake has this bit where he's like, they start up a band, and then Jake comes back after leaving the band. It's like, Jake, you came back? Yeah, man, I came back for the music. And he has three elbows, so he has two biceps. Right. So good. Anywho, Jojo, sort of, he's been holding his clackers and swinging them this whole time. And as Beck emerges from the door, he holds them out so that the rope is taut in front of him and Beck's hand slices the string and he falls back. (gasps) Beck says, if it weren't for that little toy there, I would have peeled your flesh from your skin or whatever, from your bones. Beck. But I feel like just that string isn't really a huge deterrent. Well, it does sort of feel like there was no moment where he sort of went, bink, and then sliced through. No, just a clear cut. Yeah, just straight through, no inertia, all the way through, baby. If it weren't for your little yo-yo there, I would have peeled your face right off your head. Hi, I'm Wyatt Beck, and I'll be slaying you now. I killed my sweetheart, but then I busted out of prison in no time. Lord Cars took me in and made me part of his little gang. He's got my loyalty. I'm not going to let you go in there and disturb Lord Cars when he's enjoying a well-deserved rest. Anyway, that's Beck. Weird. <laughs> now you know everything we know about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think at that point... Jojo's like, oh, evidently they've started making vampires. This is bad. Yeah. So he goes... Well, he sort of tries to make a move on him. Well, first Beck starts doing like a little dance. Oh, that's right. I can't remember what he says in the um, sub. Something like appropriate, but in the dub he goes, Stop that! <laughs> Does Jojo. It's so weird because it's like... It's not even an impressive dance. He's clasped his fists in front of him. He's just sort of wiggling. Side to side, so his hip is motioning, but the top of him is remaining perfectly... Where the shoulder's cut off remains perfectly still. (laughs) So his head's all... It's like a chicken. His head is perfectly still, but his hips move like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, so as you were saying, Jojo goes to make an aggressive motion, but then... Lisa Lisa Lisa. Lisa steps in front of him in that cool slow-mo that leaves like after images. Yeah, the Dragon Ball Z kind. Yeah, but, you know... But the exact opposite, actually. In a way I prefer. (laughs) So Lisa Lisa's are like, I got this. You're not really impressing me. I refuse to waste my time listening to your weak flirtations and shallow threats. Puts on sunglasses indoors. (laughs) But if you want to hold me, go ahead and give it a try. I guarantee it'll be the last thing you do. Mm. So he sort of does his variant of the Jack the Ripper move, where he flexes and all these spikes come out of his body. Ah, yes, we've never seen that one before (laughs) in any zombie film. So... The subs in this were, I think, really poorly translated. Were they? Because Jojo's like, they're not fingers, they're spikes. Oh, yeah, I found that a bit weird. The dub took the um more sensical... Um, <laughs> more sensical? Yep. More susical <laughs> uh, interpretation of spikes. He's covered top to bottom. They're popping out of him like hundreds of pointed fingers. See, that makes sense. Yeah, that actually is coherent. <laughs> 
As opposed to, they're not fingers, they're spikes. They're not fingers, they're toes. Even though they clearly are toes, <laughs> and they're also fingers. I also found a weird little note on the uh, JoJo wiki about this bit. Ari anime manga differences. And I haven't checked what it actually looks like in the manga, but this note just charmed me because it just seems so strange. Okay. In the manga, Wyatt Beck uses his ability to grow many spikes all over his body. In the anime, there are much less spikes than created than in the manga. <laughs> that is fantastic. Because there were still a lot of spikes in this. I mean, there were quite a few. There were quite a few. Actually, that does remind me. Um, in Trigun, they never actually, like, animated every single leather strap on Vash's body. So when I watched the anime after reading the manga, I was like, oh, oh, but where are all the leather straps? So it's a bit like that. So they just didn't put them on his body because they're... Yeah, they're just like budget constraints. And also every single leather strap Mm. is like... Well, there's um, an outfit much later in the series where a character wears a... um, Underneath his coat, he wears a sort of um, vest, waistcoat thingy, Mm. which has, um, you know, the sort of like Venus female symbol? Yes. He wears that, like that sort of... Heaps of tiny ones of those sort of displayed across the vest. Ah. And in the manga, they they either turned it from a closed vest to an open vest or just didn't put the pattern on it. Okay. Because an intricate pattern like that is much harder to animate in motion. Yes. You know, you ever play Monkey Island? Oh, I played some of the first one. The salesman character in that stand who wears like a really sort of elaborately patterned tartan vest, uh, oh, tartan yeah. suit. Oh, yeah. So when he moves in that, the pattern stays stays still. It's like he's moving, but the pattern is in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, a way they got around having elaborate patterns be hard to animate back in the day. Oh, man. But also turn it into a joke. So good. I wonder, does that happen with this adorned person? I don't think so, no. Oh, I would have loved that, like, they're the only character in the show that gets that animation. It's like a sort stuff. of Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> it's like, but your pattern, it keeps changing. Yes, that's my stand. I still don't know what a stand is. <laughs> stand is basically anything you want it to be, baby. Shit, man. <laughs> no. We get our first little weird moment in this episode where Wyatt Beck is like, I don't appreciate it when stuck-up females are insulting like that. They need to be punished, wouldn't you agree? I responded with, it's the 1950s, bro. Yeah. But I think we can all agree that anyone referring to people as females is a bit of a red flag. (laughs) Uh, Literally? Just literally a red flag? No. Figuratively. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know what you wanted from me there. I don't know. Just, I thought a red flag was a metaphor for an arsehole, but that's fine. It's like a warning sign, you know? Like a red flag. Yes. Yes. Like an arsehole. Okay, sure. (laughs) So, he leaps at her, spins through the air, and is like, I'll hug you to death! It's a really high-pitched voice in the dub, that's why I'm doing this. Now, the thing is, at first you think, that's really dumb, and then you think, oh, wait, no, he has spikes on his body. But then we remember, jumping attacks never work. (laughs) Immediately, Lisa Lisa's like, She waves her scarf and loops it around his neck, and he's like, oh, thank you for the scarf. Um, good work. It's a scarf. I'll just rip it off me, I guess. Lisa Lisa, as he rips it off, Lisa Lisa moves forward. Walks past him, waving the end she still has. And is like, come on, Jojo, we're done here. And then he's all like, uh, uh, what? No. As he was doing the attack, Jojo was like, oh, I see. She can use her scarf to turn, uh, she can turn her scarf into a weapon with incredible reach. And she does, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I guess it's, I guess it's like the, um, the scarf Straitso had. Yeah. That was made of beetle stomachs or whatever. Yeah. You see, you see, it's uh, it's his scarf, huh? Huh? We'll get to that. I mean, it wasn't his. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so Wyatt Beck is all like, Come back, you can't just walk away. 
What's hey, the... you! Wouldn't you agree that a woman that behaves like that needs to be punished? And, and then, then Jojo says, Oh no, you are the one being punished! He <laughs> imitates his voice into the dark. <laughs> That's beautiful. You see, you've just run out of time. Hamon is now running all through your body. Widebeck's all like, Oh, that doesn't seem right, as steam is coming off of his face. All his spikes break off and he just starts melting. <laughs> so good. So this is a pretty clear, like, Fist of the North Star yeah. style, you're already dead moment. Yeah, so, um, funny story. I learned about this sort of, like, storytelling technique by a guy at PAX who did this panel about how death in video games is weird. But the way he described it was, imagine death, but before you die. And we were like, what the hell are you on about? So he shows this one scene from Fist of the North Star where, um, what's the lead guy's name? Kenshiro, I think? Yeah, where Kenshiro basically pokes a guy, and then there's a six-minute sequence <laughs> of them, like, talking and fighting. And Kenshiro's all like, ah, but you don't realise, you lost six minutes ago. And then he's all like, what are you talking about? You'll know. And then his head explodes. <laughs> and you're like, what? He never what? saw it coming. Yeah, pretty much. Then there's a second bit where he does that, except... Apparently it happened about two episodes ago, and then it comes to this episode where he's like, Ah, uh, yes, I remember you. It's like, ha you're mine now. He's like, I think you'll find you lost two days ago. It's like, oh no. Oh no. And then he explodes. You're like, what even? <laughs> what? This is amazing. So, what was his point with showing these clips? Uh, that you can die before you're dead. So he basically won the fight before this guy was dead. So the idea of putting that as, well, you died before you died in video games, right? Because you've gotten to this impossible situation. So why don't you make it funny? Right. And why don't you make it enjoyable to die in video games? And like, yeah. and I think you see that a lot in video games when you beat sort of bosses and stuff too. Yeah. Because you'll have them actually be defeated in the gameplay. But then the cutscene happens where they actually die and it goes on yeah. a little while longer sometimes. Like in Assassin's Creed, you'll go to the white room from the Matrix and just have a little conversation. Or um, Metal Gear does that a bit too, I think. Yeah, every single Legend of Zelda game where it's just like, Haha, I have bested you now. Shink. Mm, better transform into my final form. <sighs> yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, JoJo's like, alright, let's go. And then they uh, they do. They... So they're following this trail of blood that Whamu left behind because he got re- really dunked up last time. He got smashed. Not as much as Caesar did. <laughs> but... Damn! Too soon, Liam! God. So, but as they're following the trail, it's getting thinner. He's healing already. What? But he's superhuman. He can't do that. Oh, wait. Wait. That... That's exactly why he can do that. God damn it. That... You that, are tired. That makes a lot of logical sense, doesn't it? So they open the door and he's already fine. He's... He's cool. I've been waiting. I see your powers have grown greatly. And you're just like, you bastard. And then Lisa Lisa steps in front of him again. Watch out, Jojo. Look at the floor. There are two sets of footprints. <gasps> that means Kaz is here somewhere. Dun dun dun. Jojo's like, where are you, Kaz? Let me fight you. And then I think he just emerges. Well, not yet, because oh. first, Lisa oh. Lisa's like, no, I can feel dozens of pairs of lungs in this room, moving the air. This is so dumb. Now, Wamu gets in on the action where he's like, you're very composed and perceptive, even though you're a woman. I can see how Jojo and Caesar got so much stronger. You will rank among the finest of Hamon warriors. It's 2,000 years old, Liam. Just remember that. 2,000 years old. But if you're already talking about being vastly superior to humans, then why does gender figure into it? Calm it down. Calm it down. Calm <laughs> just, it I don't down. know. It doesn't sit well with me. All right. Okay. He does a cool thing where um, 
He does the wind thing with his hands and the fire bursts into light and reveals the ceiling is just covered in vampires in like sort of Roman armour. Okay, so this seemed very dumb to me. It is very dumb, but go on. It's just like nothing happens with them. Not yet. Well, I mean, yeah. The idea, as we'll get to, the idea was that they would just overwhelm them with pure numbers, but Lisa Lisa cons them out of it. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. And I'm assuming that this is what Wamu's work in Greece was, just making vampires. Oh, that makes sense. Which might explain the armour. Because, I mean, they're in sort of Roman-inspired armour, but I don't know what Greek armour looked like, but I know... Probably quite similar. Rome and Greece were very culturally similar, at least when it comes to mythology and... And (laughs) armour. Sure. I mean, most armour of the time is pretty samey. Unless you're in Japan, then... What the hell? I don't know, I have to take your word for it. Yeah. Trust me, I'm a history buff. There are just all these vampires hanging from the ceiling. They're like, hey guys, we're here. (laughs) They all have red eyes, and they're all like... (laughs) Now, there's a a shot here. The first one where we see their reaction shot, the scene all the vampires on the ceiling, where it's Joseph looking on the left, Lisa Lisa still wearing her sunglasses on the right, and um, they say something like, vampires here, or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, this must be either from a Crunchyroll subtitle that's been corrected, or a fan sub, because I have this picture of that shot, where one of them's like, the surprise is vampires? No! (laughs) I mean, the surprise is always vampires, Liam. <laughs> a heap of glowing light happens and Kaz is there on a throne. I, I love the fact <laughs> he has a throne. Because you, you predicted thrones. I did! I was so happy! <laughs> he looks like a man who would not be, I mean, not against the throne, but definitely wouldn't be not for a throne, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but okay. <laughs> like, if he walked into a room and went, so where's the throne? Everyone would go, ah, yeah, that's that's Kaz. Classic Kaz. <laughs> Always trying to assert his superiority over those around him. Ah, yeah. That superhuman hater of mortals. I mean, appearing out of nowhere on a throne is a pretty good power move. (laughs) It is. You just end up in a throne in a job interview. Yeah, rock up like that at a business meeting. You've uh, you've got your... It's like, Jesus, who's the guy in the throne? (laughs) Ah, yeah, that's Cars. He's really good at business. Yeah, he's the best accountant we've got. (laughs) He's in a throne. Cars is like, we've got a hundred vampires here. You can't beat us. Just kill him. Kill him. And Wamu's like, but... Lord, Kaz, Jojo and I promised to fight each other. Can I please fight him? And Kaz is like, no, I only care about getting the stone, as I keep saying. He is a consistent character. Mm-hmm. Except for the dog. The dog was a bit weird, but he's a consistent character. He likes dogs, he likes flowers. Doesn't like Joe. Kind of ambivalent about his friends, I guess. Well, he probably likes them, to an extent. He hates Jojo because he killed ACDC. I think he just hates Jojo because he uses Hamon. And also because he killed ACDC, and he as we were explicitly yeah, told yeah, in the previous right. episode. Yeah, that's Nicholas true. Ballantyne. Touché. Touché. <laughs> so Jojo pulls his desperate gambit here, if you recall. I mean, is it really desperate? He starts moving around the room in like, oh, woe is me poses. Uh, he has this whole little monologue where he's like, oh darn, no fight. Well, I'm not in the mood anyway. Of course, we'd both know I'd beat you. But to what end? All these vampires are here. What sort of motivation is that, I ask you? Win or lose, I would still come out dead. String coming off of his fingers. Yeah. What With odds like that, giving up is the only rational choice, so I'm throwing in the, the towel. And we see he's moving between all the pillars in the room, and his scarf is slowly unthreading behind him. <laughs> he's like, oh no, how will I possibly win? And then we get a great shot where he's in the foreground, the string is moving in two directions in the background, and we just see red dotted lines uh, from the vampires in the ceiling from their eyes right to the string. Like, they can all clearly see what he's doing. It's so funny. There's <laughs> like, so many arrows. Well, it was worth a shot, right, guys? Yeah. Cars gives the order to attack, and then Lisa Lisa's stone cold, still wearing her shades indoors. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> if you kill us, you'll never get the stone. Wait, what are you talking about? Bitch, you better start explaining some shit. Easy, Tiger. Hey, hey, hey. I know what they would say. <laughs> so, Lisa Lisa is all... You didn't think we'd bring the stone here with us. How dumb do you think we are? She pulls her neckline down to reveal she's not wearing it. Now, after dealing with Jojo, I imagine they think that she's pretty dumb. <laughs> Just because he fronts as a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and especially after his dumb gambit. Yeah, after that shit. <laughs> yeah. So she talks about how they've left the stone with a bomb, and if they don't get back to its location in time, then that bomb is going to explode and damage the stone. Now, see, she said they have to be in a certain place at a certain time. Yeah. To which I thought, oh, so Susie Q's got it. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought. Where it was like, okay, well, if they don't return, I destroy the stone. Boom. Done. Okay. But, but no, no, there's a bomb. No, there's, apparently there is a bomb. We get a cool shot where um, Jojo gets another sort of stars colour shift. So funny. As we see Susie Q's shoulder in the foreground and he's behind it like... Wait, she's... you mean Lisa Lisa's? Sorry, yes. Lisa Lisa's shoulder oh, in the foreground. And Susie he's Q's it. shoulder. Easy on. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I didn't know about this. Is it true? Well, whatever. I'll just play along. Yeah, there's definitely a bomb, you guys. It's going to explode. Kaboom. Hmm, we don't know enough about humans in order to think that this is a ruse. <laughs> I would have loved if they were totally buying Lisa Lisa's gambit and then he just put way too much mustard on it and they were like, okay, clearly you're full of shit. <laughs> no, I like that Jojo went in and then they were like, hmm, hmm, I guess it's true. <laughs> the guy who's known for tricking people all the time is in on this. It must be true. Yeah, he's obviously a man of honour. And not tricking everyone. Ramu's like, there was that time he kept pretending to be dead. Hmm. Mm. But that was just one time. But surely he's grown so much in strength and honour since then. He's got that ring on him. Maybe that not means he's okay. Well, I mean, oh no, he doesn't. Uh, oh, it's hidden. Yeah, it's oh yeah, hidden. we skipped over that scene where uh, Lisa Lisa was like, Jojo, have you taken the antidote yet? And he was like, no, I'm going to wait till I beat Wamu to take it because it's a promise to Caesar. Uh, yeah. Now, people will tell you that... A, Wamu healing his wounds before they got there, and B, Jojo refusing to take the ring until after he beats Wamu means Caesar's death is entirely pointless. Uh... Other than, like, by providing motivation. Uh, I mean, it's not really that pointless. Jojo no longer needs to fight anyone, right? Like, he has the antidote, so now he can just be like, cool. Well, if we lose, we can now go off because I got the answer. But in a, in, in a greater sense of narrative, like, spoiler alert, oh, Jojo yeah. will beat Wamu and then take the, the, the antidote. He's not going to die no in life or death way. fight. Get out of here. Um, but I think that, A, overlooks the sort of um, narrative effects of Caesar's death, how it sort of inspires Jojo and things like that. Mm -hmm. But also, as we'll get to next episode, there are multiple moments in their fight, without giving too much away, where if... Caesar hadn't fought and died to Wamu, Jojo would have almost certainly lost his fight and died to Wamu. You are trying very hard to restrain spoilers. Now. I really don't want to be specific, but I think it's it's come up and it's important to provide this sort of thematic justification for Caesar's death. Okay, alright. I just thought it was a good episode. So yeah, all I will say is there are some key moments in next episode. In next episode where without Without the drive. Without the the legacy of Caesar, Jojo would have lost the fight. Okay. Alright. Have I given too much away? I don't know. Okay. I can't tell. Okay, but... Okay, sure. Literally, okay. After this episode, anything could happen, Liam. Jojo talks about his promise to Caesar about how the ring symbolises that he'll he'll survive and win. Hmm. Uh, and he's like, Lisa, Lisa, will you hold on to this ring for me so I can keep my promise? Hell no! She what? sort of... There's this cool shot where he's holding the ring up and we see her through it. 
Yeah. And she turns away and is like, no, you should keep it, Jojo. After all, close up on her eyes behind the sunglasses. We don't know what will happen to me. Death flags? Question mark? They can't see me doing this, but I'm tapping my nose. Conspiratorially. Uh, I mean, maybe? I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, back in the scene that we're actually in. Yes. Uh, Kaz is like, okay, so you're going to destroy the stone, but, you know, we can't just let you leave. That would be dumb of us. I mean, would it... Considering that you have an army of 100 plus zombies on your side. Or vampires, rather. They could have just... Well, they should have done. They should have <laughs> yes. had all their vampires and also Whammo and Cars restrain one of them. Uh-huh. Put the stone mask on one of them. Uh-huh. And you got a, you got a, you got a new minion. Y- yeah, except for the Hamon part. Because they would just immediately be like, Yeah, look, you can try putting the stone mask on me, but I'm just going to reject it with Hamon. Can they do that? I don't know. Uh, Liam. If there's one thing I know about Hamon... <laughs> it can do whatever the hell you want it to. can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> fair, not, fair point. I'll just shoot out all the vampire essence out of the holes in their neck. It literally feeds back into the mask so it explodes. Yeah. Boom. Hamon. Done. All this light... Because you know how the mask makes all that light when it creates a vampire? Yeah. That all gets turned into Hamon light and everyone dies. <laughs> the stone mask. The one true source of sunlight. <laughs> when infused with Hamon. Lisa Lisa is like, okay, Whamu, you want to fight Jojo? Great. 1v1 him. You'll fight him, I'll fight Cars, it's gonna be great. We'll fight IRL. And Whamu laughs, and Jojo's like, Whamu, what are you laughing at? Wait, what did I say? Wh- Whamu laughs. Whamu laughs, and Cars is like, Whamu, what are you laughing at? There we go. And Ka- uh, Whamu's like, Lord Cars, this is so stupid. <laughs> Lord Cars, this is a terrible plan. Don't do this plan. You do have pluck. We will battle for the stone, but don't get cocky, you have no tomorrow. Lord Cars, are you listening to me? Jojo is really impressed by this. He's like, she's used just her words to turn a dire situation into more or less even odds. Lord Cars, this, this is a dumb plan. And that's half time. Not to be continued. Got some Crunchyroll ads. We discussed the merits of buying Crunchyroll Premium or not. Yeah, you are really keen on getting Crunchyroll Premium. I mean, I'm not. For, no, but just for JoJo's. I mean, I, yeah, I said I have considered it. Because I like to watch the Diamond is Unbreakable simulcast. Yeah. And that would get me at an hour earlier and in high definition. No, a week earlier, in fact. Ooh, a week earlier. Because it, it takes a week to... They, they have, like, premium only episodes for a week. Oh, there you go. So you want to be right on that ball. Mm. You want to be at the cutting edge of JoJo technology. You want to be Speedwagon. But also, Diamond is Unbreakable is finishing in like three weeks, so why would I bother? Uh, Because Crunchyroll Premium offers you a number of different anime shows. Which I care about. One Punch Man, dude! That's already all available. For free. Yeah, true. Samurai Flamenco is also good. What about that um, exorcist one that showed up? That we got an ad for where it's like... um, They're the two best exorcists in the world. They might just save the world if they can stand each other. Yeah, it's... A lot of dramatic music and like girl in fox mask with knives fighting demons. And we thought it was maybe a rom-com if you change the music. Yeah, if you change the music, like, they're the two best exorcists in the world. And together, they might just save the world if they can stand each other. Coming to you by acclaimed director Hiyazaku Miyazaki. Hiyazaki Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Could you just imagine if he made a rom-com? Spirited Away 2. Oh no. Fighting spirits. Hey, have you seen uh, that pot? Oh, I think he ran away again. Oh, that old pot. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Neither do I. But Is that's... there a pot in Spirited Away? Yeah, there's... Oh, wait. I haven't seen it once. Oh, well, there's probably a pot. Everything's alive in that film. It's fine. To some degree. They might just save the world, but their parents have been turned into pigs by a witch. <laughs> 
That's what happened in that movie. But, okay, yes. However, one person's parents got turned into pigs. Yep. Wait, are you saying that everyone's parents are pigs? Ooh, no. There could be a strong Anywho, pig car. Um, cars is like, Wamu, you're a, you're, you're a fighting type. What's a good place to have our fight? Big ass stadium. Yeah. We fight tonight under the gaze of the full moon. The arena at the base of Pisbanina, 15 kilometers to the southeast. We will meet at Skeleton's Heel Stone Circle. Many warriors have found death or glory through the history of that place. Translation, it's a big ass stadium. So Skeleton Heel Stone Circle is a fictional ruined arena oh. at the base of the very real mountain, Pisbanina. Oh. I did some research. Go on, go on. Pisbanina is the highest mountain in the Eastern Alps, originally named after the Beninan Pass, which connects St. Moritz with um, a town that's name escapes me right now, but is uh, Italian speaking. Okay. So it's possible that the characters came through that pass on their way to St. Moritz. Huh. Okay. Uh, the prefix Piz is common to mountains in that region. I think it's sort of similar to how we would say like Mount, em- Mount Everest or Mount Kilimanjaro. Yep. My evidence for this is that a neighbouring mountain... Uh, Piz something. Uh, Piz Shershen uh, has its translated name as the Circular Mountain. Huh. The Circular Mountain. Mm. Is it very circular, that I mountain? assume so. Ooh. It is world-renowned for so its anyway, circularity. Allegedly, at the base of this, there's a ruined arena with a skeleton theme. And you know what that means? Uh... Time for JoJo's Dark Souls Adventure Part 3. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I think the only shots we actually get of it right now are some awesome-looking architecture. Yep. Uh, we don't see the actual stadium, but we see a far shot of it. We see it very briefly as... We'll get to this later. But mm-hmm. as the vampires light the big fire in the middle. Yep, yep. And yep. also, at its at its outskirts later on, uh, Wemo and Cars are standing on, like, a big cool ruin. Jojo's like, hey, you can't just choose a place because it happens to suit you. And everyone ignores him. <laughs> what a fine establishment that will be for a fight. Am I not correct? <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> Guys, come on! Apparently there's a cutscene from the, uh, the manga where the vampires make fun of him for that. I like cutscene from the manga. <laughs> a cut scene. Oh, I see what you're getting. Wait, so the zombies make fun of them? Vampires. I mean, the vampires so, make fun of them. So these are all... These and Wired Beck are all guys on the equivalent level of Straitso and Dio, right? Uh... They've all worn the stone mask. Oh. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. I guess it's like, um... I guess Beck was just a chump, but, um... <laughs> he had some spikes, that was it. It's like how the inverse ninja theory... The inverse ninja. You're familiar with it? No. It's like, I think it was, if not created by, certainly popularised in the webcomic Dr. McNinja. Okay. May have also been something to do with that Ask a Ninja old YouTube series. Uh, Ask a Ninja. The idea that one ninja by themselves is unstoppable, but a uh, hundred ninjas are just uh, useless mooks. <laughs> yep, yep, that makes sense. And they all wait one by one to attack you. <laughs> Well, that's because one ninja is unstoppable. <laughs> have you never, you never heard of that? No, I've like, never heard of inverse ninja it, theory. I think it's sort of out of vogue these days, but it had had a time as sort of a very popular sort of internet joke slash huh. like storytelling makey fun of bit. Oh, there you go. Nick is not down with the times. <laughs> uh, Lisa Lisa's going to stay behind in the hotel as insurance, and Jojo's going to go get the stone. Uh, Cars walks away and disappears in rainbow light. So I guess contrary to what I said last week, he can do that dumb bullshit anyway. So he can just control light. Yeah, never does it again, but guess he can do it. Also, when they're walking away, they just disappear. They just magically disappear. Well, well, Wamu has precedent for going sort of semi-invisible with his water vapor thing, right? Ish. Yeah, but they don't just 
turn invisible, they literally disappear. I mean, we're watching them visually, so it's the same principle. Well, no, because we see Wamu just disintegrate. Like, he turns into, like, these little... Yeah, he turns these little, like, blue sparkles and then blows away. So, obviously, he's not going fully invisible. I mean, he's in much lower light than he was when we saw him as a shadowy outline in the full sunlight. I guess, but... So, I guess they're just leaving Lisa Lisa in that room... Just with all the vampires, and she's like, well, I guess I'm gonna sit on this throne now. Yeah, literally, if any single one of those vampires attacks her. Like, would it kill them to at least just hang out with her? They're gonna die if they do. Like, it'll just be, hey, listen. I mean, I guess the vampires are still hanging around, you know what I'm saying? Liam, get the fuck out. (laughs) This is my house. I can make all the jokes I want. Shit. So, um, Chugga's like, I'm gonna go get the stone. Trust me? And Lisa Lisa's like, I assure you I do. I mean, that's a pretty good line. There's, there's no refuting that. And we get some meaningful shots of Jojo passing by Caesar's grave as he leaves. And then he's carrying Messina out through the snow. Who we haven't seen this entire episode. And I just remember him from the table. Yeah. And when I, when we saw him, I went, oh yeah, Messina was here. <laughs> you burst out laughing. <laughs> I was just... It just seems so ridiculous that this character that is just with them is just on this table and we have absolutely no reference to him or how he's going. I hope they at least, like, bandaged his arm before they left him bleeding out. Yeah, that's the thing. He has no arm and they were just like, oh, yeah, nah, he's fine. Whatever. But, like, what... what? (sighs) So Jojo has a little monologue here, which makes me feel better about my, um... The assertion that I started backpedalling on a lot last week that he's a, a bit more serious from this point. Mm. He's like, uh, until yesterday, I lived my life thinking only of myself. But now there's a new ten- intense feeling burning up inside me. Is this compassion? I swear I just want to destroy these bastards in all their line. I had to do it. For Caesar and Messina too. Lisa Lisa and everyone else. I'll fight for you all. Yep. I guess he's like becoming a hero now. I don't know if it's compassion. <laughs> Certainly sounds like anger. Yeah, righteous anger. I mean, Anakin Skywalker had that, and let's be honest, he was a bit of a dick. I got a lot of strong feelings about Star Wars. Most of them good. Uh, oh, I know your feelings. Do you? Yeah, we had that conversation about how you actually kind of enjoyed the first three. Yeah, they're, they're great. Well, they're not great, but they're good. It's a really cool story about, like, this is getting off topic. Oh. One day we'll start a podcast. Yeah, when we finish Jojo, we'll do, um... What's your beef? Complete History of Star Wars. <laughs> a complete history of Star Wars and why we we'll have start so with Phantom problems. Menace, then we'll go through, oh, and then we'll do Attack of the Clones, uh-huh. then we'll go through all of uh, the Clone Wars animated series in chrono- chronological order. Oh, there's a good idea. Then we'll do Revenge of the Sith. Then I guess Rebels is next. Yep, yep. Then the movies. Ooh, and we have to do Rogue One. Oh yes, Rogue One will be yeah. out at that point too. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's gonna be good. I'm keen. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Anywho, one day. Um, Jojo goes back to their lodge and. Um, the stone is there on Lisa Lisa's luggage, and it's not rigged to explode. Good thing they didn't send a vampire. Oh, it was daytime, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, even when you're under pressure, you are one deceptive woman. <laughs> Get it? Because she's deceptive. I don't know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now Jojo does his creepy thing again. Hey, hey, there's nothing creepy about being boyish and charming. Hmm, well now maybe I should bring you a change of panties in case you get scared. Is he like 30 years old? <laughs> He's like 18, I think. He's 18? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, yep. I keep forgetting because he's the size of a truck. (laughs) Alright, yep. Maybe if he was 15, it'd be better. But 18 seems a bit old. I think he's about 18, but I don't need to be corrected on that. It's, you Mm. know, he's young. 
It's Japanese humour. <laughs> so he starts rooting through her luggage, and then what does he find? He finds this weird photo. It's Granny Arena. What? Why, why would she be there? And then Straitso's standing behind her. Young Speedwagon. The hell? And like Speedwagon with the hat. Yeah. And Straitso's holding a baby, and it's dated May 2nd, 1889. Ooh. That was like 50 years ago. What the shit? Why Why would Lisa Lisa have these photos? That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. Could she have some sort of mysterious past? Yes. Who is she? Where did she learn Hamon? What's her real name? Some of these questions will be answered shortly. Literally in the next scene. Not all of them, though. (laughs) Yeah, very few of them. So Jojo shows up. It's night time. To the the arena. Yeah, skeleton heel. (laughs) Skeleton stone heel or whatever. Yeah, that skelly place. It's all very Dark Souls. It's way Dark Souls. Pillar Man are standing on top of a big pillar. At least at least just in front of it, because I guess you didn't want to jump up there. Ooh, I bet she could have, though. Weak effort. Jojo shows up, he pulls out the stone, he holds a match behind it to make it shoot a laser to demonstrate it's real. They're all like, it's the real deal, guys. That's certainly a red stone of Aja. It is an stone, Aja of red. If we were in a different country, it would have made a lot more sense what I just said, because the descriptors were after the noun. Alright, you got me there. I, I think. Can't actually remember what I just said. But that's so fun. he gives her the stone, and um, then she's taking her hand away, and he smacks the um, the photo album thing on top of it. And then... She... I suppose this means you saw the photos, and you'd like to talk about it, right? Actually, I'd intended to discuss this with you anyway. I mean, that seems like a lie, but okay. Jojo's like, who are you? Damn it, woman, you got some explaining to do. What is that? That was... Somewhat like Jamaican. Mooners or something? I have no idea. Lisa, Lisa, bang, zoom, straight to the moon. Hey, Lisa, what, what's, uh, what's your fucking secret there, mate? You got, you got some secrets to spout? Are you doing the uh, Fry and Laurie Australian soap opera bit? No. You leave Lisa, Lisa out of this. No one puts Lisa, Lisa in a corner. I don't know, mate, but it's your round. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so, um, we learn that 50 years ago... Arena lost Jonathan Joestar on a sailing ship that was destroyed. He was Jojo's grandfather, for those of you who may have forgotten. Uh, can confirm. (laughs) I I remember that episode. But that day, Arena saved the life of a baby, if you remember. I do. That was Lisa Lisa. What? So you're 50? Jojo's like counting it out on his fingers. And then he he realises and he's like... He's like doing Banjo-Kazooie talking noises. (laughs) <laughs> that means you're really old. You look like you're in your late 20s. In your late 20s. You are in your rated 20s, am I right, ladies? I don't know what that means. Neither do I. <laughs> they say Hamon energy is life energy and keeps you young. I guess that explains why you don't act like a young woman, huh? Oh, I think I see a wrinkle there. And she's been stone-faced in her night sunglasses this whole time. And then when he says that, she sort of moves her face slightly and menacing kanji radiate off her. He's like, I was just kidding. It's not a wrinkle, it's fine. So the vampires start preparing the arena and lighting this big fire in the centre of it. Uh, not arena as in arena, as in arena as with in an A. The arena, Pendleton. Ha, ha, yeah, we're, we're There smart. is not enough time for us to talk now, but we really need to do, we really need, I'm having a, I'm having a bad day. You are really taking my tiredness and rolling with it. There is not enough time for us to talk now, but we really do need to find the time because our roots are deeply connected. Are they? Yeah. Are they though? The stone mask killed my parents. Arena was pregnant when she rescued the little girl on the ship. She couldn't raise two children, so Straitso took me in. Wait! Straitso? That guy I killed. (gasps) 
She says, I have very complicated feelings about how you killed him. I like the idea that she's just gone, my feelings towards it are complicated. Yes. Not, yeah, Jojo, I, I understand it. None I, of that. Yeah, it's really, it's really a fucked up situation. So For those of you who perhaps didn't. have forgotten or you don't watch the show and it's been a long time since we've podcasted about it. Yeah. Straight So was the vampire who showed up that Jojo killed at the start of part two who was friends with Dyer in part one and saw Dio and was like, I'm afraid of getting old. Maybe I should become immortal like Dio. So he did. And then he died because Jojo killed him or he kind of killed himself too, but... Mm. Yes. Mm. And now Lisa Lisa has to train up the man who killed her father figure and also mentor who taught her everything about Hamlin. Well, I mean, she's already trained him, so it's a bit late on that front, but... Well, I mean, when she met him, she had to do that, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, complicatedly. Jojo's like, what a bizarre relationship. It finally happened. It finally... Looks at camera. (laughs) Oh my god. Everyone looks at the camera and smiles. When I I saw that, I just went, (gasps) Liam, Liam, he said bizarre. Their little moment is uh, interrupted by a sort of ominous rumbling noise and a big dust cloud in the distance. And uh, Whammo and Cars are like, ah, they're coming. The battle can begin now. But, but what, what could it be? So first the, vampire, the vampires are like, yeah, they're all in like explicitly Roman armor now. Yeah. And then they're like, no. <laughs> these, we get brief shots of something huge tearing its way through them and vampires being thrown into the air. It sounds like horses. Jojo's like, what is that thing? A dinosaur? No, it's a vampire horse. Yeah. Let me just reiterate that for a second. Vampire horses. So they're black horses in, like, armour with red eyes and huge um, mohawks. Punk bitches. And also a lot of sharp teeth. So cool. (laughs) They're pulling these two chariots that have vampires driving them and uh, just smashing through the crowd. And one of them's like, Lord Cars, Lord Whamu, please get out of the way. They've gone berserk. I can't stop them. And Whamu's standing in front of them and they're like, Lord Whamu, please move. He's got his eyes closed. Then he opens his eyes and the horses immediately stop. And he starts petting them like, Ah, what fine steeds. So beautiful. (laughs) Such majestic creatures with their full mohawks. Do you think they feed on regular horses or on just anything? I think they feed on anything because of the spiked teeth. But if they didn't have spiked teeth, I would assume it would just be regular horses. (laughs) Which probably sounds a bit weird now that I say it out loud, but that's my theory. Do you think think if Dio was the one who made vampire horses, he would have like put dudes' heads on them or something? Well, we did have Jack the Ripper. Yeah, he jumped out of that horse, that's true. I was mostly thinking about that scene where he had like the dog with a man's head and things like that. Oh yeah, which never really got explained. No. And still hasn't been explained. Never will. Oh no. Yeah, actually, you know what, he might. He might very well put... Or like... Because there was that cat, that bird with a cat's head too. So maybe it would have been like horses with pumpkins for heads or something. Horses with cat heads, but the cats are enormous. So it's like this really oversized cat head. But like a British blue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I really hope the vampires, the vampire horses' names are Clash. They don't have names. Clash and... Uh, Clash and Smiths. (laughs) Because... The Clash. Their names are Guns and Roses. Oh, that'd be amazing. So yeah, they got they. Cars explained they put the stone mask on these horses, so now they're strong vampires. Logic. Now I gotta wonder: Did yeah. they just put the uh, the regular human mask on them? Oh well, yeah. Or did they create? Gotta go and carve like specific horse-shaped ones. Liam, please. It's it's one it's one stone mask at this point. It's all just one stone mask. One clear, one so size fits all. Do you put it over like their snout and it just goes up? Or Liam, do you... Liam, 
You crush the skull. <laughs> oh, and then it heals when you vampirize them. Exactly. Okay, exactly. that makes sense. So you sort of squish it in there. You yeah. Know? So their snout becomes the nose, and then you mm. just push that it poor in. Poor horse. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's already dead, so. Well, not yet. Oh my. Oh my. So Jojo's like, oh, first, um, one vampire is explaining that you guys are going to fight in an ancient Roman-style gladiatorial chariot battle. It's going to be dope. Racing and fighting and the loser has to die. And then the other vampire in the background of the show is like, those are the rules, Jojo. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> he's just in the back. He's really skinny as well. Yeah. Like, he's really gaunt. He's like, yeah, Ben, her. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. If you beat Whammy, you're going to have to fight me, Vampire 26. <clears throat> yeah, I'm Vampire Joe. It's like, no, he's Joe. What? But I want to be Joe. D- Joe, no, you can't be Vampire Joe. And Joe was like, hang on, this is really cool and all, and I'll fight you anywhere because I'm super cool. But vampires are your minions, and this doesn't really seem fair. Don't worry. The vampires are susceptible to Hamon. Yeah. So vampire horses will be commanded by Hamon. Yeah, the reins conduct it, and you can just use that to manipulate them really easily. Sure. So there's precedent for this. This, this isn't, doesn't give me pause. Because you remember on the steamship when um, Jonathan used his last Hamon to control Wang Chung's body? Uh, yes. And, like, manipulated him into going and stopping the, the steam paddle's crankshaft or whatever? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yep, <laughs> that makes sense. So, um... That's all the justification yeah. I need, apparently. Lisa, Lisa, and Jojo are in front of the horses, and uh, in the dub, Jojo's like, "Be careful, they're mean." <laughs> <laughs> and then Lisa, Lisa grabs the rein, puts some ripple in it, and their red eyes fade to a, a much calmer black. A much calmer black. That is a great album title. <laughs> yeah. A much calmer black vampire horse. That's true, but a little Hamon does help. So everyone starts getting hype now. The vampires all start chanting Wamu, and he's wearing like sort of gladiatorial gear now. Yeah. He's got like gold bands on his wrists and a different sort of hair hat thing. And he's wearing this sort of purple tank top thing with metal spikes coming out of it. Yeah. And when I watched this about three months ago with our friend Georgie and uh, Jay and other people who don't mean anything to the listener. Just some people that you don't know. And throughout this whole fight, we were, every time Mammy was in shot, we were like, are those spikes just attached to his clothing or are they sticking into his body? We really can't tell. They have to be coming off of his clothing, surely. I mean, we've had literally zero spikes coming out of Whamu. Only out of Beck and out of... What about his horn in the centre of his head? Ooh. Well, is that attached to the mask? What mask? Well, Whamu had the mask. You remember how all of them have masks? Yeah, but they're not wearing masks. No, but... They were just masks symbolising them on the mural in the place where they found Santana. Yes, but doesn't that imply that he at one point had that mask on him? No. Like he wore it around or something? No. Okay, never mind. Maybe it just means that he, you know, he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> you know, phallic symbolism. Yeah, did he do some, like, weird stuff? Because we know he's into, like, weird self-harm stuff when he dishonours himself, remember? Yes. He's so like, maybe the horns... I need to be in constant pain. Not the horns, the spikes. Yeah, the, yeah, the spikes. They're not right. part of his body. They're pieces of metal. Wait, hang on. Which one are we talking about? I, the thing's coming out of his chest. I'm talking about the horn. Why? Out of the mask. That's part of his body. Oh. No, hang on. It's, no, the horn in his head is part of his body. Oh, okay. There's no mask. Wait, but then if they're coming out of... What? Has he, like, inserted, like, metal spikes into his body? No, because that would mean that... Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. That's a whip. Who's... What's the author's name again? Araki. Araki, if you're listening to this... No. Doesn't speak English. Answer the damn question. If someone can translate it and just send it to him... Please don't. Do it. (laughs) We should get a translator that just sits right there. 
And then every time we talk, like, whenever we say something, and we're like, translator, send this to Iraqi. Sure thing, boss. <laughs> type, 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 type. It would probably just be like, hi. I'm like, thank you. he just tap away. Anywho, um, JoJo's also getting hype. Uh, he does that thing that he does, um, oh, first when he poses, and like... Oh my god, does he There's pose? like imposing green kanji. Oh my god, it's so good. There are quite a few good poses in this bit. Yeah. Now, Jojo's also getting hype, and one last time, he does the thing that he does to show that he means business, where he tears off his jacket. Though this time, he doesn't literally shred it, he just removes it and throws it away really quickly. This animation was done with surprising detail. Yeah, they were super into this shot. Like, he takes it off, gets one arm down. He just, like, grabs each arm by by the shoulder and just rips it downwards and then throws it away. But, like, he gets one arm down... And then sort of curls back and gets the other one off. Mm. But like... So so quick as to be basically simultaneous. But like, there are a lot of frames for this one movement. So now he's just wearing the look that we see him in in the OP. Which is his green tank, his green scarf, and his pants. And then... Wait, is this the bit where... Yeah. Ooh. Hey Wamu, did you notice I haven't taken this antidote yet? I made a promise to Caesar that I wouldn't drink it until I took you down. Recapping what he said earlier in the episode, but I guess this would have been weeks ago in the manga. True. <laughs> it's just like, everyone watching the anime is like, what the fuck is with this shit? That promise is going to provide me with a power I've never experienced before. He puts the ring, which is much bigger now than it was when it was on Wamu's lip, on his, uh, his ring finger, and he ties Caesar's bandana around his head to show he means business. Didn't he put it on his pinky? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, one of the two. He put it on his hand. No, you're definitely right, it was on his pinky. Yep. Okay. So he puts it on, uh, he says, we'll face this fight together, Caesar. And his inspiring electric guitar music swells as he hops into his chariot and snaps the uh, snaps the reins and the vampire horses rear up and that's the end of the episode. Dun, dun, dun. Pretty dope. And he's got Caesar's bandana on. Yep. Lisa Lisa's in the back being all like, stone face. Yep. You know, sunglasses at night. Cold ass motherfucker. It, take, it takes a, takes a like, very cool person to... Pull off indoor sunglasses and nighttime sunglasses, but I think I think she she manages it. Imagine if she wore sunglasses at night indoors. Ooh, oh, that takes a human. <laughs> I, c- I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, good app. Good app. Solid hype. Yeah. Highlights. Ooh. Hmm. I reckon everything to do with Lisa Lisa in this episode in the first half. Yeah, she is really cool in this episode, and it's a shame that. As I've told you before, like, she has a lot of wasted potential with her character. This is yeah. basically the most she does. Yeah. Yeah. But why? You, you had someone and then you just... you forget. Mm. Ugh. She was really cool when she just owned Wyatt Beck, though. Oh my god, dude. So good. So Fist of the North Star. Yeah, um, given you've claimed that as your highlight, I guess mm-hmm. I'll take... Just everything in the last couple of minutes when, um, you know, Jojo's ripping off his jacket, getting really hyped, being like, look out, guys, we're going to fight. It's going to be awesome. You were hella keen. Yeah. You I, were so hyped. I've tweeted about how hype I am <laughs> on the Jojo's World account. Oh, man. Just, it, oh, I don't even know what to expect anymore. That's the thing. Well, before we get to that, though, what is your low light for the episode? Hmm, low light. The hundred zombies. Vampires. Every time. The hundred vampires on the roof. Yep, just hanging there like bats. Just just sort of chilling. I was like, yeah, this is going to go somewhere. It's a hundred on two. No, no, it goes There's that cool moment where um, where cars appears and they all sort of part so you can see them. And then he like clicks and they all turn back and snap to attention. (laughs) Which is fine. 
but they don't do anything with the hundred vampires. Like, well, I think I think it was a kind of set up a cool moment for um for the protagonist to start bluffing. Yeah, true, true. But still, yeah. Mm. Um, I talked about this in our recap. For my money, I'll take all the um. Lisa, Lisa is tough, but she's a woman. What's going on there? Like, obviously, it's on its of its time, and um, you can't. I guess be too harsh on it for that, but you know, in a, as a, in a modern viewing, it doesn't sit too well with me. She is a badass motherfucker, though. Yes, she's cool. I like so her a lot. So badass. Oh, why don't they use her more? Do, do you have thoughts on um, the reveal that she is the baby? Uh, I'm surprised that uh, they didn't reveal that sooner because <laughs> I forgot there was a baby. But woo! Helpful flashbacks. Yeah. Plot loops. Plot loops. Plot holes. Well and truly stuffed with the cork. Of logic. Sure. So we've learnt uh, how she learnt Hamon, uh, who she is, I guess. Mm-hmm. We still don't know her real name. Wait, isn't Lisa Lisa her name? No. Ooh. As as the narrator raising those questions when we first met her. Oh, yeah. Is Lisa Lisa her real name? We, no one knows her true name, where she oh. studied Hamon, or who she is. Yeah. Mm. Well, now we know. Except for her real name. Yeah. I mean, I know. What if her real name is uh, Barbara Streisand? Head of her time. Yeah. Or better yet, straight so and like, straight sand. Yeah, so like straight. Like straight sand. But like Barbara Streisand like eh? Her name's Dyer Straight, so she was named after the two greatest <laughs> Hamon warriors who were both really kinda sucked. They were a bit shitty. Uh do you think we'll see any more jumping attacks in the next episode? Don't know about the next episode. Okay, let's get into predictions in general. Okay, Nick all right. Valentine, what do you think is going to happen in uh, the next episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2, Battle Tendency? Okay, okay. Nothing to do with Lisa Lisa or cars will happen. Right. Guaranteed. Going to be all, all JoJo and Whamu all, all the time. All JoJo, all Whamu. Possibly Whamu will fling some, uh, some vampires... Just, That's a classic move. Yeah, he'll just grab them as he's riding along and be like, Ha ha, but Jojo, you have to worry about these human bombs. He'll be like, what? The wind inside of them will perpetuate like oh, okay. a bomb. I thought it was going to be like, he throws them in and they're like, we're coming to get you, Jojo. <laughs> and he has to punch them off his chariot or whatever. Oh no, he'll just like use some harmon or something. He'll just be like, yeah, look, they exploded and I was protected. Look, I've been trailing string behind my chariot the whole time. I've turned the very arena into my weapon. You know what? I would not be surprised if that happened. Okay, so I reckon with the power of wind, Whamu will forcibly try to, you know, knock Jojo either off his wagon or the wagon just knock up and all over entirely. But Jojo and his quick thinking will have a way to deal with that. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to think of a way right now. <laughs> what Maybe. will you do when you get attacked by vampires if you can't think of one now and you have plenty of time? Yeah, yeah. I'll have 20 minutes in the three seconds that I have. <laughs> We're only going to fall for five seconds. Hang on, let me set my egg timer for 24 hours. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. What's that chamber in Dragon Ball Z that lasts um, like a minute a year? hyperbolic time chamber? Yeah. I think it's a day is a year. Yeah, which is great. I think in Japanese it's called like the time soul room or something. The time soul room? Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. There you go. You go in one man, you come out a completely different one. Although, at what point do you... Anyway, okay. So then, Whamu will... Hmm, will he get defeated? I think Whamu's going to get defeated, and then we're going to have a nice little monologue about, ha, huh, you and Caesar were the best fights that I've ever had. It's thank been... you for honouring me with your warrior spirits. Yeah, more or less, yeah. And he'll be all like, thank you, thank you. And then he'll melt. Sunlight won't come out. It is night time. I don't know if they're actually going to be able to kill him with Hamon 
or if they'll use the redstone of Aja. Oh, that'd be cool. Just, like, shoot some beams. Yeah, like, if Jojo will be like, you lost, and he's like, very well. And he's, like, half disintegrating from Hamon and go, let me die with honor, and then they get the redstone of Aja, get the match trick again, and then beam his face off. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Like a freaking Death Star laser. Yeah. From the fact that you're saying that would be cool, that probably doesn't happen, but okay. Maybe it does. I don't Maybe they slice I'm not saying screen. anything. Oh, okay. All the while, while that's happening, Lisa Lisa will be the proxy. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, he knows that Hamon cannot be used through something, but we can use it this way. And cars will just be there going... <laughs> These people are beneath me. I just care about getting the Redstone of Aja. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Wemo will act foolishly at a point. Even though he's an incredible warrior. Like too honourably or something? Mm, yeah. Either that or he'll slip up somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to think. What? The last time they fought Wamu, he was when like... When Caesar did or back in Italy? Well, when Caesar did, mm-hmm. he was a perfect warrior. A genius of strategy. A genius of strategy. And a fighting genius. A fighting genius. So I reckon that'll come back again where it's like, ah, yes, but Wamu in his fighting genius through the wheel of his own chariot. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that's going to happen where uh, he probably won't be able to trick... No, where Jojo won't be able to trick Wamu. Well, if you recall, when back when they last fought, yeah. Wamu was seeing through Jojo's tricks pretty effectively. Like, yeah. is that the dynamite behind your back you're planning to use? <gasps> or maybe you're going to pull this lever suddenly. <gasps> you can see right through me. Yeah, so that'll happen again. Which means Jojo will just have to be either really good at Hamon or come up with a oh, really, really good, good at trick. tricking. Like, really good. Uh, yeah. I tricked myself. <laughs> He does some sort of revolver ocelot style self-hypnosis so he doesn't know he's pulling his own tricks. Yeah, I pulled the lever. Oh no, the lever was me the whole time. Hypnotise himself so that he thinks he's going to turn traitor. Ooh. And he's like, no, put the stone mask on me so I can become an immortal vampire. And then when he has the mask and they have their backs turned, it breaks out of it and he's just like, bam, punched you in the back of the head. <laughs> whoop, whoop, I'm Joseph Joester. So yeah, basically prediction amounts to there's going to be a, a dope fight. It's going to be a sick ass chariot fight. I reckon there's going to be a Ben-Hur reference somewhere in there. That, that is sort of the uh, chariot fight, mm, right? Yeah, when they're in an arena surrounded by hundreds of people. 100. 100. Well, in this case, there's 100. Well, 98. Because if it's 100 versus 2... Well, there was 100 vampires is the thing. I thought there was 98 vampires. Why would they only make 98? Well, if there's 98 vampires, when they say it's 100 against 2, that would include Whammo and... But they weren't going to fight. Why would they risk themselves when they can just sit back and watch? I don't know, because they're... Maybe 98 is a nice number. It's even for a start. We don't know that Pillamin counts in base 10. Yeah, we don't know that! <laughs> Anywho, let's wrap things up. Okay. So, uh, got a couple of review of review shoutouts today from the uh, UK iTunes store. Ooh. Thank you very much for your kind words to Aeriths, which I believe might be a Final Fantasy reference. Oh yeah! Except there's only one Aerith. You. Oh, so you've thought. Oh shit, what? I don't know. Someone's played Kingdom Hearts. Is that a thing that happens? Well, I know Aerith is in Kingdom Hearts, Okay. I don't know what happens to him. I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy in general. Neither am I. Or Kingdom Hearts guy. A lot of my friends are big into Kingdom Hearts, though. Spoiler alert. There's a guy named Sephiroth who kills... Sephiroth. Is it Sephiroth or Sephiroth? You know, honestly, I'm not sure now that you mentioned it, but I always thought it was Sephiroth. Could be either. Um, yeah, so there's this guy named... Don't email us. Sephiroth, named after Sapporo, who kills Aerith. Yes, I know about that. Good. Well, that's all the Final Fantasy you need to know, then. Okay. Um, And there's a new one. I played the MMO a bit. Was it good? It's good. Uh, You can make a very stylish guy. I always wore an eye patch. Huh. And I like how you can just change class anytime you want on the same character. Dude, what? 
That's a good feature. That sounds great. I mean, you unlock like special classes by getting like class A and class B up to a certain level. Ah. But as much as I like it, whenever I start playing it, it just makes me want to start playing Guild Wars 2, which I just prefer. <laughs> yeah, you, you did enjoy Guild Wars 2. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And also thank you to uh, RayPetch12 for a, a very nice review. RayPetch12. Yes. The hell is it? It's a name. Yeah, but how do you spell that? R-A-Y-P-E-T-12. Oh, Ray Pet. Yeah. Ah. I was thinking it was like Ray Petch. I was like, what the hell is a Petch? Like a perch, but like okay. smaller? Whatever, Nick. <laughs> Get some rest. <laughs> So, um, don't have any emails to read uh, this week. Though we, um, we have been getting uh, some email correspondence that I've been very grateful for. Um, though we are hesitant, or less hesitant to read things that are just like, hey, I really like your show, which we are very appreciative of. Though, as we've discussed when we do our review shoutouts, I think just reading praise is a bit self-indulgent. So, while we do love that correspondence, we are sort of less inclined to indulge ourselves on the air. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have fallen a bit behind on this admittedly, but and I'll be catching up in the near future. I do respond to all those emails. Nice. Someone here puts in effort. <laughs> uh, I'll be catching up on that in the near future. Um, in the meantime, if you would do email us, as some of you are inclined to do, and you want us to read it out on air, I, I recommend, say, including either a question or a piece of trivia, something that we can sort of Riff off. Yeah. Ask us some really weird shit, I think is what Liam's getting at. Um, you don't need to keep uh, questions pertinent to Jojo. Uh, the other week we talked about sort of D&D characters we liked. Uh, mm. We can't promise that we'll respond to any question, but we'll at least consider it. If it involves anything from part three or onwards, no! I will be, I will be spoiler censoring you, of course. Yeah. It's just like, okay... I'm going to walk out of the room now. And then it's like, cool. Well, and there's just a beep in the podcast. <laughs> just a long two-minute beep. And that's my thoughts on part four. <laughs> anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of our show, I guess. <gasps> How exciting. Uh, put this up on the website every week, but I could get credit in the uh, podcast occasionally. Uh, our theme music is uh, Hot Mustard by S Strong. You can find that song and more on their SoundCloud account. You good guys. And uh, if you do want to correspond with, correspond with us, you can reach us at uh, JoJo's Podcast on Twitter or JoJo's Podcast at gmail.com. Please do talk to us. We're very, uh, very nerdy. Do a lot of our casual correspondence on Twitter where if you just say like, hey, what do you think about this, Liam? I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, it's pretty dope. It's, a, it's all right. And I also tweet out like my thoughts if I have any about, say, the latest episode of Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, there's part four. There's literally no way you can talk to me about anything without spoiling everything. <laughs> so don't. Or send an email and then I'll answer your questions. Yeah. And then Liam will censor everything. <laughs> so I guess uh, until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. Is that <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> It sounds too Scottish for me. Hey, <laughs> not a, a very enticing mental image. Hey, it's a bloody stream, isn't it? Father, what is that red stream? Tis bloody. A bloody stream. Either that or it just sounds frustrating. It's like, ah, oh, bloody stream. Jojo's World presents Bloody Stream as read by Nick and Liam. Ah, oh, bloody stream. Yeah. The music will be playing by now. <laughs> From the depths of silence, awaken the pillars beyond their time. Bring together the courage of the rising crimson blood. The love you inherit is called fate. Now move on with a smile. Deceiving the darkness, avoid the moment through the blade. Catch the enemy off his guard. 
carry out the will, develop the future. Like a bloody storm! Heat up like a bloody stone! Carved into the bloody lineage of destiny! Floating in indelible bonds of pride clasped together. An overflowing power! The mark of a friend's voice! Spreads out of your pain! Now live for the feelings you share. Your will will lead to the rising dawn. Sparking with noble elegance. Towards the bright hills, towards the blazing skies. Towards the clash between our wandering souls. To save the future, awash with sadness. Like a bloody soul. Burn up like a bloody star. Cutting through the flames, a blade to cut through the winds. No one else can go ahead without hesitation. Flowing through you. Let the ripple of destiny in your heart resonate. Deceiving the darkness, avoid the moment. Through the blade, catch the enemy off his guard. Carry out the will, develop the future. Like a bloody storm, heat up like a bloody stone. Carve into the destiny of a bloody lineage of his destiny. Floating and indelible bonds of pride. Clasp together. It's trash. <laughs> Put us right in the fin. Jesus. No, we're never going to be actors at this point. a request to do this. <laughs> Oh man, look at those peaks. That's gonna be garbage quality. Oh, that's gonna be beautiful. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs>